0: Hello and welcome to the 5th episode of the ng Filipina Podcast. Ako si Inya Kulada. Bago ko simulan ang kwento natin today, gusto ko muna iparating ang aking taos pusang pasasalamat sa mga patuloy na nakikinig sa ating weekly uploads. Hindi ko man nakikita ang mga names ninyo isa-isa. Alam ko kayo na patuloy na sumusuporta dito sa ating podcast. At katulad ng mga Filipinang pinag-uusapan natin every week, Kayo ang nag sa akin para ipagpatuloy ito. And now, without further ado, kilalanin natin ng ating featured ng Filipina for this episode, Si Nieves Fernandez. Si Nieves Fernandez ay ipinanganak noong 1906 sa Leyte. Walang actual records ng exact date ng kapanganakan niya. Yun lang ang alam. Pinanganak siya noong 1906. Before the war, si Nieves Fernandez ay isang school teacher. At kilala siya ng kanyang mga estudyante bilang si Miss Fernandez. Bukod doon, isa siyang wholesale business owner. Nung dumating ang mga hapon sa Pilipinas, katulad ng itinuro sa atin sa school before, they took everything from everyone. Si Nieves Fernandez mismo yung nagsabi, sabi niya sa isang reporter sa Louis Daily Sun noong November 1944. And I quote, No one could keep anything. They took everything they wanted. Nasaksihan ni Nieves Fernandez yung mga violence and unfair prosecution against the Filipino populace who by then lived under fear in Japanese-occupied Philippines, and particularly in Visayas. The Japanese would subject business owners and the townspeople of Tacloban nan nagdidisagree sa authorities to scalding hot or ice cold baths alternately without rest food or water, except dun sa mga pinagbulaan na tubig. And this would go on hanggang sa maggive in sila, hanggang sa makuha mga Hapon yung mga gusto nilang kunin. Being a teacher, nag si Fernandez dun sa mga estudyante niya. Kasi nagkaroon ng, kumbaga yung mga Hapon, they threatened to take away her students. Bukod don. At this time, marami nang mga babae naging target sa sexual assaults. Ito yung mga ano na, yung mga nagiging comfort women na. Lahat ito was saksihan niya and eventually Fernandez has had enough and she decided to revolt against the government. She niya yung mga kalalakihan sa community nila to join her cause. So she rounded up the native men to resist the Japanese. Now, around this time, normally, yung mga resistance forces na binubuo, na yung mga biglaang nabubuo para labanan itong oppression na to, typically, they are led by seasoned fighters. Yung mga dati ng military leaders, mga merong experience sa pakikipaglaban, yung mga na-train, at nabibigyan sila ng mas malaking pwersa para makipaglaban in unconventional warfare. Kumbaga, Yung mga gerilas. But Captain Nieves Fernandez didn't have experience. But what she lacked in experience, she made up with her moxie. Si Nieves Fernandez at yung mga kasamahan niya, they formed the Waray guerrillas So yun yung tawag sa kanila ng mga puwetsa ng mga Amerikano dun sa area nila. Bukod dun, they were also sometimes referred to as the gas pipe gang. Pinangalan yun sa kanila dahil dun sa improvised weapon na ginagamit nila. In the Visayan dialect, ang tawag dun sa weapon nila ay yung mga latong. Or in the Tagalog dialect, tawag sa kanila is These are basically shotguns fashioned out of gas pipes. At nilulodan nila ito ng combination ng gunpowder at mga pako. So kahit na improvised ito, it is not less deadly than the actual shotguns talaga. Sabi ni Nieves, yung mga tauhan niya, meron silang at least tatlong American rifles na pinagsasalit-salitan lang nila. And other than that, they also made hand grenades, which are also homemade, at saka yung mga weapons na nakuhuhan nila from the Japanese na natatalo nila. So yun yung mga armas nila. Now, Nieves Fernandez was known as a skilled marksman and a bolo fighter. She led 110 man guerrilla units and killed more than 200 Japanese with knives and yung yung mga latong o palitik na dala nila. Siya rin yung mga, siya mismo rin yung nagtitrain sa mga tauhan niya sa mga combat skills. Tuloy-tuloy nagginawa niya itong pakikipaglaban na ito for two and a half years. At the time, the 38-year-old resistance fighter ran through the port city barefoot and set up ambushes in the forest. So tuloy-tuloy ito, amb- nag aambush sila ng mga Hapon, mga puwensa ng Hapon na tinatalo nila itong mga to. Nieves Fernandez became the first and only female guerrilla commander in the Philippines. She was known to wear a black dress and committed silent killings with a bolo knife. Dahil dito sa pakikipaglaban na to, Fernandez would gain the respect of the native locals and lead men into battle and was so successful in taking out Japanese patrols na umabot sa point na nagpataw ng 10,000 peso bounty dun sa, sa ulo niya. Sobrang galing niya at sobrang kinakatakutan niya na talagang nagbigay pa ng reward para lang mahuli siya. Pero of course, they failed. Now, when the American forces convened in the strategic Gulf of Leyte, General Douglas MacArthur made the city of Tacloban a logistical allied military base by October 1944. Dahil dito nagkaroon ng kumbaga, lumawak at lumawig yung relationship between the, Fili- between the Filipino guerrilla fighters and the American troops. There were even accounts from the comfort women na merong mga operations ang American troops at saka mga Filipino guerrillas para i-save sila from captivity under the Japanese the thing is nobody knows who she really was before the war but her bravery even reached the newspapers of the United States there was a photo actually that inspired me to feature Nieves Fernandez in this podcast. Nakita ko tong picture na to sa na nag-circulate sa social media. Ma fairly recent siguro, mga 2 years ago or or more. And this apparently was the only evidence of her heroics that has ever survived. Itong picture na to, it was from a small 1944 American newspaper article kung saan dinidepict ang contributions sa mga guerrillas prior to the arrival of MacArthur at In this picture, in the picture, pinapakita ni Nieves Fernandez sa isang U.S. Army Private, si Private Andrew Lukiba, kung paano niya ginagawa yung mga silent killing niya gamit yung bolo knives. Her technique was, she cut the carotid artery and the internal jugular which leads to the brain. Sabi niya, the trick is to stab sharply into that soft spot directly behind or below the earlobe Tapos itutulak mo yung blade about 2 inches and you give a sharp upward thrust habang tinitwist mo yung blade about 90 degrees This operation, she said, causes the knife to enter the base of the victim's brain causing instant unconsciousness and the twisting of the blade somehow causes the victim to suck in air so, kahit na magtry siyang sumigaw, imposible na. If performed correctly, according to her, the only sound the victim will make is that of the physical struggle. So, itong... Sa method na ito, the, the death comes very quickly. And bago pa na-realize ng kalaban niya kung ano yung nangyayari, patay na sila. Sobrang morbid pero sobrang effective apparently. So, there were no actual records kung paano namatay si Nieves Fernandez. Pero, according to one article I saw, she lived until she was 91. So, siguro 1906, pinanganak, 91 years old, mga 1997. Pero, there were no actual records. Or, at least, dun sa mga nabasa ko. So, there. So, yun yung naging buhay at contribution ni Nieves Fernandez particularly doon sa panahon ng pakikipaglaban against the Japanese occupation. Ibigay ni eh, ano, yung so far yung mga na-feature ko ng mga bayaning Pilipinas, yung mga occupations nila before the war, yung mga ano lang conventional na pinagginagawang occupation lang ng mga kababaihan ng panahon ngil. And usually, ayan may bahay or sa farm or School teacher, and napapansin ko rin na may trend na so far meron na akong tatlong school teacher na na dito. But I think this is a testament to how much of a hero yung mga teachers natin, hindi lang dun sa modern definition ng pagiging heroes ng mga guru. Kasi ever since yung mga guru, sila talaga yung mulat. So, alam nila talaga kung ano yung mga dapat at hindi dapat na nangyayari sa mga kababayan nila at ka sa bansa natin mismo. And I think, I think yun talaga rin yung inspire sa kanila para lumaban. Simula sa paghawak sa chok at sa ruler habang nagtuturo sila, bila silang humahawak ng mga armas. Or, nakakahanap sila ng mga ways para labanan yung oppression ng mga kababayan nila. And I think that's really... That's really inspiring. So, for the educators out there who are listening, naniniwala ako na kapareho ng mga bayaning Pilipina na nating pinifissure dito. Kayo talaga yung paninimula ng mga bagong bayani natin. Bukod sa sa mga, sa noble work na ginagawa nyo araw-araw. Hindi man ngayon kinakailangan humawak ng armas para maging bayani. Kayo rin kasi yung humuhubog sa mga sa future natin, sa mga kabataan natin nil And with that, I salute you. At dito nagtatapos ang ating episode. Kung meron kayong gustong isuggest na Bayaning Filipina para i-feature for the future episodes, pwede nyo akong sendan ng message through email at bayaningfilipina at gmail.com through twitter at at By 2020 through Instagram at Bayaneng Filipina and through Reddit at u slash bayaning Filipina pod. That's Bayaneng Filipina P-O-D. Thank you for listening and I will see you next episode.